Hello, good afternoon. This is uh, Shai Koria from uh, the Atlanta Kolel. Uh, I think today we're going to talk a little bit about Mash Arim. Interesting, came up in this week's Parsha, coming up, Parsha's told us. Um, the Pasuk says that Yitzchak planted, there was a famine in the land, and Yitzchak decided to plant even though there was a famine. <clears throat> and lo and behold, he estimated he would get a certain amount, and his yield was a hundredfold, a hundred times what he was expecting he would get. The Pasuk says he planted in that land and he found a hundred times Me'a She'arim, the Pasuk says. So um, Hashem blessed them over here. So then the Pasuk says how he continued gaining wealth and he, and he grew. So Rashi over there explains that he estimated his land and um, I guess the USDA came down to see how much his crop would yield and then the, everyone was surprised when it was exceeded it way beyond, it was a hundred times. Rashi also says that Rabbi Seinu say, Rabbi Seinu teach us that he was estimating it and evaluating it for miser purposes. I guess that means he wanted to know how much miser he would give, and he was he, he thought it would be projected one thing and end up being a hundred times. So there's an interesting Gemara that speaks about <clears throat> about bracha and blessings. The, the Gemara and Tainis on the Chesmer base says Amar Yitzchak. The bracha is not found only on something that's concealed. As the Pasuk says, Yitzav Hashem itcha sabracha ba'asamecha. Hashem will give you bracha on something that's hidden. Um, so Rashi over there says that if you don't count it, so if you don't count the money you have in, in your bank, then perhaps there'll be bracha. You know, you'll have five twenties in your wallet, and then the next morning there'll be six twenties, and then maybe the next morning you'll have even more money. So I don't know exactly if it works like that, but apparently if you don't count it, then Hashem will be willing to make a bracha and expand it. I don't know, but maybe, maybe the reason could be because Hashem doesn't like making open miracles. Uh, I don't know. Interesting Gemara. The Gemara also continues and says that if someone comes to, to count his produce and measure his, his produce, he, before he comes to measure, he should say a bracha, a tefillah, he should say, he ratzayin, that you should send bracha. That's before you start. Before you start counting it, you can pray like that. But once you started counting it, the Gemara says, then you should just thank Hashem. You should say baracha shalech bracha. You should thank Hashem for sending bracha. Once you start counting it, there's no use in asking for additional bracha. So it's a similar, the same idea that once you start counting it, you can't. Um, you can't really ask for the bracha anymore. Now, interesting, the Rambam explains that this prayer, this tefillah that the Gemara tells us over here, that before you come, you should daven for bracha, was instituted for when you come to, uh, you're only obligated to make this prayer when you're coming to give miser. And the Marashah explains, the reason is because if you're not um, counting for miser, there really is no reason why you should be counting it. It's better if you don't count it. As the Gemara says, that this bracha would be found when it's concealed from the eye. But it's only when you have to give, you want to give a miser and you have to count it to know how much uh, 10% you'll be giving to charity. So then, because you're obligated to count it, you're, so therefore we instituted this prayer in order that you shouldn't be damaged by the counting. You should pray before you count and then you'll get receive the bracha. So I think that's what um, the Maral explains. That's why over here, uh, by Yitzchak Avinu, he counted his field, and 
Chazal tell us that he was counting it for miser purposes. And that's why he wasn't affected. And Hashem sent the bracha, even though he counted it and he was expecting one thing. And seemingly, there was a miracle that it ended up being a hundred times that amount. Um, this, on, on this, on this uh, topic also, the Maral explains that bracha usually comes to things that are tanua, things that are hidden and concealed. Um, he says something inter interesting. He says that we find that special and precious things are usually kept concealed and protected. And things that are more simplistic, more simple, and more um, mundane are usually out in the open and exposed. So it's sort of an explanation to why things that are concealed get a bracha. Um, yeah, so I guess um, a, a good thing always to have uh, to have brachas to uh, say mea brachas, which is also sourced to this mea, mea she'arim that we have over here in the parsha, and also to uh, when things are more hidden and concealed, Hashem could have the opportunity of sending bracha to it.